but how is it that you really listen to yourself? And how is it that you're able to discern, you know, people talk about the whispers, you know, or that still small voice or whatever you want to call it. But how do you really listen to yourself and use that as your guide to creating the life that you really want? Hey, this is Mike Ambassador Grinning, and I'd like to welcome you to another episode of No More Reasonable Doubt, a show focused on empowering young professionals of color who are just starting their career. We help to remove doubt, gain confidence, and have more impact at work. One important piece to making all this happen is getting exposure to different people and career paths. Today, our special guest is Teresa Campbell, founder and CEO of Her Life, Her Legacy, LLC and the host of the popular Let's Talk Legacy podcast. She's a transformational coach, marketing strategist, and author who brings high-achieving, remarkable women into the life they dream of but fear they can't have. Welcome, Teresa. Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here today. My and our utmost pleasure. So the people need to know that it is... It is 6 a.m. in the morning on a Sunday. I thought about this, and I was going to say, well, Teresa has the, well, uh, our mutual friend, I think our mutual friend, Willie Jackson, has the the earliest right now at 5.30 a.m. But but you've got the weekend. You've got the weekend. You, You own that space. Awesome. Awesome. You own First 6 a.m. winner, podcast guest. Love it. Thank That's you. That's it. On the weekend. So you, you've got it. So as you know, we are here to help young professionals of color who are just starting out their career. And, you know, exposure is important. So we're looking for for them to get a sense of who you are so potentially they see themselves and the way I like to put it is they listen to this podcast, they listen to your story, they listen to your wisdom that I know is already there and they go, they cover, they take they take their left hand, they cover their mouth and they go, oh snap. I don't know if they can do that while their mouth is covered. But they go, oh snap. I didn't even know that was possible. So that's the gist of why we do this is that exposure. You know, you don't you don't know. Thank you, Biggie. You don't know what you don't know. That kind of stuff. You know, if you don't know now, you do know. So, first question: Where are you originally from? Mm, great question. I'm actually originally from Gross Point, Michigan. And where where are you now? <laughs> You're like, where is that? Um, I am actually in Florida right now, Orlando, Florida. Excellent. So now you, in the opening, I, I gave your title and some of the work you do. Tell us more about what you do for work and what, what the day-to-day is like. Sure. Okay. So as you mentioned, I am the founder and CEO of Her Life, Her Legacy, and that is actually my my love, my passion, everything that I'm working towards, but I'm currently still in transition from Ford Motor Company, and I've been working with Ford for 10 years in marketing and sales, and yeah, so for the during the day, I actually do business development work for Ford Motor Company here in Orlando, and the easiest way, because I love you know corporate job titles, it's like, I'm the business development specialist, and you're like, yeah, well, what does that really mean? <laughs> the easiest way I describe it is I'm like the Wizard of Oz. Like, and if you remember the wizard, he's like behind a curtain, spinning all these like wheels and making all these crazy things happen. And that's pretty much what I do because I'm 
I'm um, working very closely with our regional management team here in the Orlando region, and we have a team of uh, five zone managers that go out and sell cars and trucks to the franchise Ford dealers, and I'm that person that kind of helps the zone managers interfaces with our um, our southeast market area in Atlanta and then gets a lot of the information from Detroit comes down and lands on my desk as well as my boss's desk and we're disseminating it we're filtering it we're you know running trainings we're doing meetings we're having you name it I'm probably doing it coordinating auto shows working with local dealers to have just I say I'm the wizard so it's not one way it's not like I'm the business development specialist that I go out and acquire a new business. No, I really equip the people on our team to actually go out and do that. And we have a lot of young um, professionals, new, um, I almost call them kids. That's not nice. New, <laughs> new people coming in from straight out of college and they're sitting with me and I'm teaching them how to wholesale. I'm teaching them how to go in and sell their product because it is a sales organization. And you know, masterful communicators so they can do their job. So that's really what I do during the day. And then Her Life, Her Legacy is my coaching practice that I've been building. Um, we just had our two-year anniversary on the 4th of July, and that has been my work outside of Ford, but also somewhat in conjunction, too, because if you're listening carefully, my role at Ford is one where I'm doing a lot of training, a lot of coaching, a lot of interviewing folks, working with interns, working with new hires, and even um, people who are seasoned with the company who need support and leadership work. So that is somewhat of a long answer, but the coaching and the group programs that I run for Her Her Life, Her Legacy, as well as our first conference that we're doing, that's really where my passion is, but it's all blended. So that was a wonderfully verbose explanation of what it is that I do. No, well, it was beautiful. A, we love, we love. Uh, I don't know if you if you uh, resonate with the term side hustler, but we love people mm-hmm. who are doing more than one thing. Uh, so you're not alone in that, and we 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 love that because it shows our guests. It it definitely exposes them to something that I'm not so sure you think about when you're kind of in the beginning of your career as mm-hmm. something that's possible or something to even potentially aspire to, right? And look at the career that, that you're starting to say, how can, I, how can I both serve this company that I'm working for and at the same time continue to build skills that I could potentially use on the outside? So that's awesome. And exactly. then secondly, uh, congratulations on two years. <laughs> no, 10 <laughs> years. No, no, no. Two years of... of, oh. of uh, her life, her legacy. <laughs> Look at you. Like, ten years. Like, ten years. That's a, ten years. Don't you negate my eight years? Damn it. <laughs> On the air. <laughs> yeah, so twelve years. years. We'll give you like twelve so years. Awesome. Twelve years. Twelve yeah, years. Yeah, two 12 years. It's amazing. <laughs> so that's awesome. It is absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. That's where, true. It's amazing. Yeah. Where did you go to school, and what did you study? I did my undergrad at Michigan State University, and I studied marketing, and then I did my MBA at Rollins College here in Winter Park, Florida. I did their professional MBA program, so that was 32 months, two nights a week, and it was pretty intense. Um, So that's where I got my MBA, and my concentrations there were management and entrepreneurship. Awesome. So... 
There is, uh, and it's going to be held depending on when people listen to the show, so we'll date yeah. it August 2nd, 2015. Uh, we recently made a change where we, we uh, you know, no more reasonable doubt, we talked about young professionals of color, period. We left the young professionals of color, and the recent change has really been more about young professionals of color who are just starting their career. So we're talking about the zero to three years. You may mm -hmm. have just come out of college. You may have just come out of grad school. You may have just come out of a, a PhD, a PhD program. But you're just you're just getting started there. And the question that you sparked. So more first, just for you, Teresa. Yes. Just for you. The question that you just sparked here was around what what do you wish? And I'm making this up as we go, people. So bear with me. What Good. do you wish you were taught in college that you were not? Hmm. I'm going to. I'll, I'm going to rephrase the question if that's okay, because I, I think it's. I, I was actually taught something in college, but it wasn't until my master's program. Um, so what do I wish I was taught in undergrad was exactly what I learned in graduate school. And it took the very last semester, a leadership class that I was in, that was 100% focused on listening, that totally rocked my world, changed my life, had me, you know, enter into fully accepting a quarter-life crisis at the time. And it was all around listening. Not necessarily listening to other people and how is it that we better, you know, you know, it, there's, there is that component, but how is it that you really listen to yourself and how is it that you're able to discern, you know, people talk about the whispers, you know, or that still small voice or whatever you want to call it, but how do you really listen to yourself and use that as your guide to creating the life that you really want? And that is what I wish I would have been taught when I was in my undergraduate studies or even younger, even in high school, just really being able to trust in ourselves, trust in, and, and hearing, like creating this little, you know, quiet space for us to ask ourselves some open, honest questions about who we are, what it is that we really want to do, and having the courage as a leader, a self-leader, to listen to that, because it wasn't until that was taught to me, and it was really just somebody giving me the gift of space, who is um, my mentor now and has been since I was in that program, that I was able to radically in a very short amount of time change my life and go on the path to creating what I've always intuitively known I've wanted to do. And I think that would have been something I would have loved to have learned um, earlier on. Well, I definitely appreciate you sharing that with us. And, you know, mm -hmm. now that there's that opportunity for it to be, to be passed along, along, and that's pretty powerful stuff. I'm glad, I'm glad you rephrased the question. Yeah, I, I like the question because it's easy for us to go back and, you know, I wish somebody would have, could have, would have, all that other type of stuff. But the truth is, even if somebody did, because there are things that we were taught in school that, you know, um, let's just take like, and I'm not saying personal finance was taught in every school, but it was an elective, at least when I was in college, right? Even if you have the class, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do the work. So on the one hand, we can wish, like, oh, I wish somebody would have taught me that, or I wish this, that, and the other. But I would take it a layer deeper and say, okay, now even if you had that, what would you do with that information? Because we, what I find, at least in corporate America, is we have a lot of young professionals coming in 
and they're saying, this is what I want, or I want somebody to teach me how to do X, Y, and Z, or I didn't get enough training, or where's the training on blah, 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 blah. And then you can hand it to somebody on a silver platter and just say, here's the book, go read it, or here's the online course, go take it. And it's really just interesting to sit back and watch what happens once you do have the tools. So there's always that choice to use it or not. So I think it's a powerful question, but I think if we go a layer deeper, we'll get to um, some really juicy stuff. So thank you for asking. Yeah, well, there's a lot of things that you, you're kind of uncovering there. And one is like, I'm going to change the question. What do you wish you paid attention to <laughs> when you were in school? <laughs> and, and actually, those are probably two, those are two different questions. You know, what do I wish I was right. taught? Okay, yeah, man, I discovered while I was in, started my job that I needed X, Y, and Z. And then there's, mm-hmm. what, you wish you paid atten- what did you wish you paid attention to that was available to you? Like, yeah, this thing was here, man, but... I chose to I chose to hang out instead of really pay attention to it. So, mm-hmm. thank you for that. And you're also sparking the idea of of are you ready? Uh, we had a mutual friend, our mutual friend Abe Cahuto was on mm-hmm. the show, and and we kind of had that discussion of about learning. And there's a difference between learning, just learning, and then learning when when it's important that you actually learn it because um, you're on the line. You know, like. Hey, right. something has to get done, so I need to learn. Like it's two different postures when it comes to that. So, thanks for sparking that. Next mm-hmm. question that I have for you is: Are you doing what you thought you'd be doing after college? No. What did you think you'd be doing? <laughs> <laughs> no. Next question, please. No. <laughs> no. Next question. <laughs> I um, I really and truly believed. I knew I would be working for some type of corporation. That was. That was somewhat of that was the path, right? I was preparing to get this big corporate job and, you know, go build out this this stereotypical vision, you know, job, house, car, blah blah blah. And um, my vision was really to continue to climb the corporate ladder. And like I said, it wasn't until I was in that course in my master's program where all of that changed. So that's the short answer to no. Um, I'm not, and I think looking back now at what I'm creating and what I'm building with Her Life, Her Legacy, um, I'm I'm building what I want to create postgraduate school. So I'm doing what I think, you know what I mean, if you're asking at two different points in time. Great. Now, talk to us about your path from Mm -hmm. you graduated from Michigan State, and uh, what you're currently doing. Take to draw, draw, draw a, do a little connect the dots for us there. Sure. Where you've been and, and what got you where you are. Okay. So I graduated from Michigan State and I took a job <clears throat> with Ford Motor Company. Um, and, you know, I'll just be, I'm, I'll, we can be totally transparent here. I had no desire to work for Ford Motor Company at all. Like, I knew nothing about cars. I knew nothing about trucks. I didn't even care, like, you know, and, and this woman approached me all because of this relationship that I had built with her because of a role that I served at Michigan State University. <clears throat> I was the external vice president of the Women in Business Students Association, and with that job or with that position, my job was really to connect with different women in business and different companies, get them to bring in a speaker on a particular topic, and then, oh, by the way, get them to buy pizza and soda pop for like 200 college chicks, right? 
So the woman, the recruiter from Ford, asked me to come work there because I, and when she asked me, I was like, yeah, Christine, I don't really know anything about cars. I'm not really interested. And she's like, you don't have to. You have the skills. And I didn't know what she was talking about, but they were selling skills at that time when I was in college. So <clears throat> fast forward, I end up getting this job with Ford Motor Company. Um, when you sign on with them, you basically agree to go on an adventure, and they can place you anywhere in the United States, right? And my first landing spot was Chicago, so I did the marketing and sales work um, as a Ford College graduate in Chicago and then got transferred to Orlando, where I've done practically every single role in our regional office except be a manager because I've been saying no thank you to that um, for quite some time now. So that is kind of the work path. And then what disrupted it is what I shared before about being in that leadership class with my mentor um, and friend, Dr. Bommelger, who basically, you know, changed everything with a single question. And that question was, what is your purpose? And it was very uncomfortable because I thought I was going to be climbing this corporate ladder and I was coming to get this master's because I knew that if I had it, I'd be able to continue to advance within the corporation or if I quit and went somewhere else, I'd be able to make more money. All of these very superficial kind of material um, driven things. And when he asked me that, it really disrupted everything. And I had to sit with that uncomfortable question and figure out that, you know, my purpose is really to inspire others to live an extraordinary life. And me continuing to climb some ladder and do something that I wasn't exactly passionate about, but I was good at, was very disturbing to me. And that was kind of the first lesson was just because you're really good at something and a high achiever, top achiever, does not mean that is what you're supposed to be doing. So that's pretty much how we got to where we are. I ended up hiring a life coach, doing a lot of work on myself, loving the process, and then realizing I've been a teacher from day one. Since I was a little child, I said I wanted to be a teacher, but I was also told teachers don't make a lot of money. And while I'm not like a money-driven person, I also knew that I wanted a certain quality of life, and I knew a corporate career path could provide that. So that's, that's how we got where we are, and it's just funny how everything that I've loved along the way working with Women in Business Students Association, helping younger, you know, students in college interview and identify what careers they wanted and go out and figure out how to nail these interviews and, you know, all the stuff that I was doing in my free time for fun, it was some form of teaching. When I would get involved with, like, the leaders of tomorrow and do programming for them, it was some form of development, some form of teaching. Um, and I just was never really paying that close attention to it. I just knew I loved it. And I knew that every time I had spoken about trying to do that within Ford Motor Company, I was told that, you know, if you go the training and education route, that's really not the best use of your talents and you might get stuck there. And all the fun stuff that is shared when people see you as high potential or high performance candidate within an organization. And that's where, that's really what led me to where I am now. It's just having the courage to listen to myself and to just fall in love with my work and just start doing it, like actually start doing it, start coaching people, start helping people and start sharing a message and just leaning into all of the stuff that I love, which is writing, coaching, podcasting, everything that I love to do, I'm actually doing. And I don't have a desire to make some wild leap into my future and like be, you know, 
star, like some type of starving artist. I'm just really walking into that future, and it feels really, really good. There's so, so many, so many delicious pieces in what you said there, um, and <laughs> being where we are in, in time, there's already so, there are also so many tweetables in there as well. Yeah. Um, and so much, everything from the paying attention to kind of your own voice to the uh, not wanting to be a starving artist. That's not my thing. And that's okay. You know, like being like, hey, that's okay. All those, all those beautiful things. Uh, I think our audience, they're really going to get a lot from that. And I can't wait to kind of create the mixtape where, where I take up the little sound bites and put that all together. That's going um, to be awesome for the people. That's what exciting. Is, Thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. What advice would you give to someone who aspires to do what you do and is just starting out? What I do in totality or what I do from the coaching perspective or like the creating a business part? Why don't we say both? You know, let's okay. talk about the, the corporate and then mm-hmm. someone who's like, hey, I really like the I really like the life coaching, the teaching aspect of it. Both, please. Sure. So somebody just starting out in a corporate career, the advice that I would give that person is to be as engaged as you possibly can. And what I mean by that is corporations, organizations, leadership within organizations are looking for leaders who are able to pay attention and actually connect the dots. And what I mean by that is when you come into a new environment, really being a sponge, paying attention to what is the culture like here, what is actually regarded, what, what does success really look like, who are the models, like really just be, like I said, I said be a sponge for a reason and do your work. Like on the front end of any career, you don't know anything. And if you're going into an organization, most corporations, it's like they speak a totally different language and it's all acronym driven. So you can actually, sorry, accelerate your learning curve by actually diving in <laughs> and learning the language, learning the culture, actually just doing a little bit extra to show that you actually care and that you're actually willing to learn. And then, oh, by the way, be a team player and be a leader amongst your peers. So that's what I would say, like, just coming in, if you don't know something, look it up on your own first, like, try to be resourceful. There are so many tools within every organization where I'm 100% sure, 99.9% sure, you could find the answer to whatever it is that you're looking for. Be a self-starter, be resourceful, and then once you've done your homework, once you've really tried to figure it out and you're at a roadblock, then go to somebody and ask them for help. Um, and I'm speaking from a place of what I see on a daily basis as people coming to me saying, hey, where do you find X, Y, and Z? And I say, hey, did you check our, you know, intranet? There's a search box up there. So I'm not saying that to be funny. I'm saying that because everybody's time is incredibly precious and extremely valuable, and you will stand out amongst the crowd if you can get in there and figure stuff out and be a resource for other people. Be resourceful and also be a resource for other people and you will fast track your career like nobody's business. Great. Uh, What would you say on the coaching side of things? Someone who aspires to do that. Someone who aspires, oh, 
So the tagline for her life, her legacy, is that your life is your message and how you live will determine your legacy. So as a coach, if you want to be effective, I highly recommend that you do not preach anything that you yourself are not practicing. So the reason I love life coaching, I love business coaching, is because I've had to live it before I can share it um, or some variation of that. And I read in a book by Steve Chandler, I think it was actually a a Rich Litvin quote, where he basically said, you can't take your clients any further than you've gone yourself. And that's really from an inner game perspective. And that is so true. So as if you want to coach, start to work with the coach and start to sit with those uncomfortable questions. Go through the experiences that your clients are going to experience. Experience a breakthrough in your own thoughts and how you perceive the world. And then will you be able to create the space for other people to do the same? It's not prescriptive. It's not if you do this, then this will happen. It's really being a phenomenal listener, listening for what's being said as well as what's not being said, and really being able to serve people powerfully from a place of truth because you've experienced it yourself as well as from a place of really seeing someone's greatness and guiding them into that even when they can't see it themselves. So do your work is what I would say. Do your work. Thank Preach you what for you that. practice and nothing Amen. else. <laughs> and practice it too. Preach it, practice it, and reverse it. Um, <laughs> Exactly. Now, I'm curious to see if you're going to answer what your answer is to this question because uh, sure. some of it may have come up already. And that question is, what is the unspoken wisdom you've discovered in your career field? The unspoken wisdom... Hmm, the unspoken wisdom... What has time taught you that potentially someone else could not have? To me, it sounds like the way that you said connect the dots. Mm -hmm. um, It's like, what dots have you been able to connect because of time? And I I frame it as because of time, and I don't even know if time is really the the thing. Uh, But what have you what have you discovered? I like I like that question and. just because I didn't answer right away is really because I was sitting with it for a second. Yeah. Um, it reminds me of an earlier question that you asked in terms of what is it. There's a lot of like um, catchphrases and things that we know to do, but we don't practice. So what time has taught me, and this is going to sound cliche, is to be yourself. And there's an Emerson quote that I love that says to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something that you're not is the greatest accomplishment. And I believe that to be true 100% because it wasn't until I got very clear about who I am, what I want, like what do I value, what are my strengths, what am I good at, like what, when Teresa is on fire, what's working well in her life, like once I got clear on all of that, then and only then was I able to go into a senior level, a meeting with a senior level um, leader and speak from that place that actually brought me to tears. And these are all things that people are like, don't cry in front of your supervisor, don't do that. Like, no, be true to who you are. And that is so scary because you don't know 
how people are going to take you. You don't know how people are going to respond or what they're going to think of you. But if I've learned anything, you know, what other people think of you is absolutely none of your business. And you can sleep at night knowing that you are true to yourself. You don't see somebody tossing and turning and having problems when they've been true to themselves. You see people tossing and turning and having problems when they've been anything but, and they've been out of integrity, and they said yes to something where they should have said no, and now they're upset because they're working, you know, on projects all around the clock that they have no desire to do. When you can get to a place where you know yourself so well that your yes is your yes and your no is your no, and you're only saying yes to the things in your life that are a heck yes, then that's the unspoken wisdom. I believe, is, is having the courage to say, this is who I am, this is what I want, and all this other stuff, thank you, I appreciate it, this is amazing, I, I, I appreciate so much that you see this in me, but this is not the opportunity for me, or this is not, this doesn't align with who I am and what I'm about, that's the unspoken wisdom, but that takes courage, and the more you do it, it's still uncomfortable, but it does get easier over time. That was beautiful. Uh, a couple of things. One, you make the best voices. So you win that award, too. There's a lot of awards <laughs> being given out here. Don't cry in front of your supervisor. You have, hands down, the best voices ever. That's one. Oh, here's another Two. one. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Give me more. No, give me more. <laughs> so what it's like, don't cry in front of your supervisor. Business is business. Personal is personal. You don't bring, you know, your, you know, like all of that stuff. Like, come on. We're human beings. We are whole, we're whole people here. So, yeah, you know, leave that, leave yourself in the car and then go into this place and be somebody that you're not. Like, don't bring, you know, like, I'm not talking about like baggage, drama, breakup of boyfriend, all that stuff. What I'm saying is when you leave your soul in the car and go into your job and put on a smiley face, like that stuff only lasts for so long. And your soul just says, yo, can you crack the window while you go in there and pretend to be somebody you're not, like, and then come back? <laughs> like, that, I'm done with the voices. Wait, but wait, wait, say, say that I'm again. Clearly I'm passionate about this, this subject. Yes, say that again about crack the window. Yo, he cracked the window. Because I think I kind of, I missed it. And it feels like there's something powerful there. All I'm saying is so many people, I mean, you've seen, I don't know how many years ago it was, like the Gallup survey that talked about the in, people being engaged at work and, you know, 70 some odd percent of people are like not engaged or this person is actively disengaged. And they just, people are just doing jobs for money and they're not exactly happy and they're unfulfilled. And every day they pull into that parking spot and they leave their soul in the car and they're like, be right back, you know, see you in about eight to 10 hours. And then they go into their place of work and they are so unfulfilled and they are so unhappy. And then I was saying, your soul is in the car like, hey, don't forget to crack the window. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's that's, a, that's awesome on a number of levels. One is because there's the thought. I mean, the 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 non the non um, the non funny part. Let me change my voice, right? Yeah. The non the non funny part is is the is the suffocation. Yeah. It's the suffocation of your soul. That's mm -hmm. you know. And another way that I've heard people say, and I've expressed this. Um, 
I've used this as where when I used to, to uh, go to work, I'd say I would open up my trunk, I'd take out my briefcase, and I'd lock my soul inside. <laughs> you know, so we'd do, we'd do a switch. Here you go, briefcase, thank you, soul, get in, and then go to work. Right. Um, so I love what you're saying, and it's so powerful, and also thinking about being in the automotive industry, you're saying a lot, so people listen here because it's powerful. The Emerson quote that you brought up that actually sits in my my son's room. Um, oh, because awesome! It's, yeah, yeah, because it's one of the things that I I wish for him. You know, I look I look at him at 16 months old at the time of this recording, and um, it's his spirit that I say I pray never breaks. You know, mm. change. Go ahead, things can change, but don't let this child's spirit. You know, be 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 broken. You know, let's can I, let's hope. Hopefully, we can pay attention to who he is, and and not as much as who we want you to be. Exactly. You know? So so that's awesome. And you know, with the, I have a Jay Z quote for every situation. Either I have one, <laughs> I know of one, and I will find one. So I did find one that kind of talks to the um, being able to sleep at night. You know, with right. with, with yourself, and it, it goes like this couple mistakes here and there not always right but I'm always real that's how I sleep at night so. yeah and that's the thing I can I can honestly say is while I had success early on in my career um, and it was well deserved and all of that the success that I've since realized in both careers has been so much sweeter and I was like I almost was brought to tears when my boss told me I got the top achiever <laughs> um, performance rank. You know, because in my mind, I'm like, I'm totally transparent with her. She knows about her life, her legacy. Like, she, she participates in the events that I do locally. Like, it's just amazing. Like, once I opened up to her and other people and was just totally myself, totally honest, and yet still, because some people might think, oh, your business, the corporation can't know that you do these other things. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, it's, totally not for me my experience has been it has only enhanced everything and I you know it's amazing it's absolutely amazing and like I said the success is so much sweeter when it's on your terms and you are fully owning all of you in, in the world of work so it's awesome does one uh, we're about to wrap up here, but you keep giving me these threads to pull on. <laughs> uh, does do you think? And this is really asking: Do you think? You know your experience here. Do you think? You know how like there's discovery we make late in life, later, mm-hmm. not late in life, mm-hmm. but later in life. But do you think you needed to do what you did the way you did it in order for it to be sweet? You know. It, uh, it's a. It could be a tough question because, like, how should I know? But this, there's something going on for me over here around, around um, has being a, a high achiever helped mm-hmm. you to be able to do other things? You know, if you came from the jump and was more uh, around your voice and around teaching, do you think you would have been the same place you are today? I think I would have got there just in a different, um, the stepping stones may have, would have, probably would have been different because even if you're a teacher, there's still politics and, you know, educational organizations. Like, so I think that the characters are different, but the overall experience 
the same stuff shows up in different, you know, the grass isn't always greener, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, I personally am somebody who loves to learn. I'm a seeker. And I, and that's why I say I think I probably still would have wound my way around <laughs> to this to this type of work um, because in some way I would have experienced it. It may not have been Dr. Bamelier talking about, you know, what is your purpose, but I believe it would have come up somewhere else, maybe in a Tony Robbins book or something. Like, mm. I think the things that happen to us, they happen for us. So it would have just showed up in a different way. There would have maybe just been a different teacher. You just you just brought me to the Bible, a good friend of mine, Emmy Klosu, um, who I will have to, um, I'll have to have her on the show sometime. But she uh and i i may get the the pronunciation wrong so help me if if you can around all roads lead to is it nivea have you heard of that it's like all roads lead to the the place where um in this case we're talking about from a biblical um, perspective but all roads lead to where god is pointing you <laughs> you know you right. can try and veer if you won't go for right. it but all roads lead to that so thank you for that response um if you had to recommend a book someone just starting their career what would it be oh no oh yes oh yes oh yes oh i read a lot of books that's why i don't like questions like this okay well i'll flip it on you i'll give you 30 seconds to spitfire hold on let me get my let me get don't try and cheat let me get my uh my thing here going my timer Okay. Wait a minute. It doesn't even do seconds. All right, I have to watch you. Stop watching. Go. <laughs> Go. <laughs> All right. I would say starting your career, expect to win by Carla, and I'm forgetting her last name, but expect to win by Carla. It's something like Carla's Pearls is, I think, the subtitle, something like that. I would say Reinventing Yourself by Steve Chandler. Uh, just starting out, I would also say... Um, if you're into exercises and, and doing work and figuring out who you are, what you care about, it is not a book um, that you can get from Amazon, but Jacob Sokol, who's the founder of Sensify, created a living on purpose guide that I think is fantastic. I would highly recommend that. Um, where are we in time? Well, I'm going to give you a minute. We're on 43 seconds. Oh. The Bible. Done? Done. 53 seconds. This may be a new ritual. You're starting all kinds of stuff. 60 seconds. You got 53 seconds to tell me your book. 53.21 seconds. Go. Those books books are what came to mind. Those books kind of feel good for new, new, new phases of life and, you know, grounding, clarity, strength. And fun, like reinventing yourself is a, is such a fun book and it's, it's not heavy at all. And yeah, it's great. Great. Teresa, where can the people find you online? They can find me at www.herlifeherlegacy.com. That's where I hang out and interview amazing women. And now I'm featuring more men. So we'll have to do a trade here, Mike. And actually, I'll actually get to interview you, which would be really fun. Um, But herlifeherlegacy.com. And yeah, I'm on Facebook too. You can find me on there. Her Life, Her Legacy, or Teresa Watts Campbell. I'm hyphenated just so the people in my old life can find me from my maiden name. So, Excellent. Thank you for your time and your wisdom. We really, truly appreciate it. Thank you. This was, has been a blast. Today's show was sponsored by Meet Edgar. Quick question for you. 
If you post a tweet about something you think is important and no one sees it, did it have an impact? You're spending time writing, uploading, and scheduling updates, and they usually don't even get seen by most of your followers. Meet Edgar is the only scheduler that directly addresses that and stops your updates from going to waste by automatically saving and sharing them again and again over time. Because you're spending way less time on busy work, you can dedicate more of your time to creating dope content and actually interacting with your followers. They call it social media for a reason. Visit meetedgar.com to learn more and start your free 14-day trial today. Thank you, dear listener, for being with us. Did you find today's message valuable? Love the show? Subscribe and get podcast episodes, updates, and articles sent directly to your inbox. Everything we create, everything we share is designed to empower young professionals of color, like you, who are just starting their career. Go ahead. Move forward. We got your back. Our goal is to take you from invisible to invincible. I'm your host, Mike Ambassador Bruni, and the beat you're about to hear to close the show is by Papa Doc. Peace.